Hello, and welcome back to the End of Days Legends of Philadelphia. We're your host, I'm Tony Trove, and this is my ghoulyard chum, Johnny Zito. Uh, <laughs> Joining us in engineering duties is the master of the mystic arts, Abracadabra Beerman. <laughs> you might be wondering, isn't Halloween over? <laughs> well, we've recorded this last week. Never over. Well, in addition to being born and raised in Philadelphia, Johnny Zito and I have a t-shirt business, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times customers will ask which CVS has the best candy discounts or they want to know the major league sports teams, which major league sports teams are haunted. Sixers. So we're... Who? Sixers. Definitely. They may be cursed. We decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for the new Philadelphians and a pressure for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. I imagine Philadelphia got its sports teams from a monkey's paw, and it closed its hands all at once, and we got all mm-hmm. all the major league teams. And one of them was the Stars, but and they won, but then they left. And then they left. Now that's that's the monkey's paw <laughs> part of it. That's that's the story. <laughs> now we don't have to do that USFL episode. We did it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> it was a monkey's paw. <laughs> I know we said we were uh, that Halloween was over. We we so look. Some people I keep my Halloween decorations up year round. <laughs> That's true. You, you know, it's just, you just you move them from one side of the house to you the start, other side of the house. You know, you so starting for next year. What difference does it make? Yeah, what do you mean for Halloween next year? Next year? <laughs> I plan five years ahead. I- <laughs> <laughs> But they're all they're all five year five things. It's, they're all it's things cheaper if you buy all the ago, all the Power Ranger costumes at once. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm be green this year. You're green last year. I thought it was it's the best. Yeah, but one. I play. I got the flute now. I can play the flute on the sword. <laughs> You've been practicing. I noticed. Yeah. I heard you practicing in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was something different. That's why that giant dragon robot's been skulking around the city. Okay. So I uh, last last night was Halloween. Halloween. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, last night was Halloween, and and you maybe you survived. Maybe you're ready to be done with it. I don't know, but we had one more in it's the like canon. People so. aren't ready for Christmas crap yet. It's like it's too much. You waking up from your candy hangover? Yeah. You're like, what did I do last night? Too I much so laffy much- taffies, you know. So many sugar daddies. Ugh. Too many sugar daddies. <laughs> Well, before you put on your Mariah Carey and get ready for Christmas season, uh, we thought we'd... Uh, we'd That's the true horror. Yeah. We'd, we, <laughs> we thought we'd tackle this last topic, which we, we had uh, looked into for the season. Lucky you. I think we just keep, just, just keep, the, just keep the downers going. Keep down doubters. Keep downers... <laughs> That's what people love. They want to be. They, people are too happy these days. They want Sometimes to it feels good to feel bad, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's bring these people down a little bit. It makes the highs feel that much higher. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to tackle uh, uh, a doomsday cult. Tucked away in a remote section of Fairmount Park, you'll find the stone-framed entrance to a small cave. This uh, enhanced structure dug into the side of a hill marks what is believed to be the 17th century home of America's first doomsday cult. Johannes Kelpius 
and his followers made their home on the Wissahickon and prepared for the end of the world here. So join us in the Kelpius Cave if you want to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> Can we wrote that? <laughs> this is nuts. Do you guys do you guys know anything about the Kelpius Cave? Had you ever seen it before? Did you ever go by? I this is people suggest this as a topic, and I've never I've never even heard of this. Uh, only into yeah, looking know. it up into what we should do this, and it's kind of like right there out in the open, right? Yeah, like, you you drive by it all the time. It's right off of uh, Kelly Drive. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just like you'd turn up uh, the road on the Wissahickon. I think it's called Hermit Lane, actually. And uh, yeah, and I'm looking at a map now, and uh, there it is. That's where I want to live. Yeah. What's with, that, I, what's with that big statue of Lincoln over there, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's on Lincoln Drive. It's between Lincoln Drive and uh, oh. Hermit Lane, yeah. I went one time in college, and it was covered in graffiti. Yeah, I, you went in I it? no, I didn't go in it. It's like I looked in it. We like I went in the daytime because like get get the oh. get the fuck out of here. Uh, and I don't uh, know, I don't know. You're scary. Be really adventurous back then. <laughs> <laughs> I was always urban spelunking in the uh, <laughs> early two thousands. <laughs> you did that uh, switchblade. That switchblade in. Like comb. No, no, I, I I looked in there, and it's like Chip a axe or pitch it's axe. all. <laughs> It's all wet and scary. I was like, no. Yeah, that uh, hat. Yeah, that here. like helmet hat thing. You the, can see the whole thing from the entrance. The... It's like uh, it's like a big stone room with like an archway at the back. And uh, again, it was covered in graffiti. I, I don't. I'm sure they've maybe they've cleaned it since then. Maybe it's been graffitied up again. I doubt it. You tagged it, El Zito. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. I disrespect. <laughs> I disrespect it. A cultural artifact. <laughs> uh, and take that. <laughs> Take that, Kelpius. <laughs> um, no, we went up. We looked at it. We were like, "Oh, that's a thing." And I don't know if I even really truly thought about it. I, there were there doomsday cults were in the news because it was the millennium. Why didn't you invite me to this? It sounds great. I think it. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I went up there with the uh, with two of our other friends. Uh, I, I don't know where you were that all day. Right. All right, all right. Maybe maybe you were visiting a different. Uh, maybe I was checking out some other religion. Maybe some other cults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got my own cult thing going on. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever experiment with cults in college? You know, <laughs> no. Join a few, see if any of them work out for you. Shave your head. My problem is I overcommitted to too many cults, and they don't like that. Pick one. You can only, you can only kill yourself once. <laughs> so, and they all want to be the one cult that you kill yourself. Not to. all cults and suicide. Yeah, they're like some of them end in castration. You're right. There's lots mm-hmm. of. Uh, There's the... I just watched the Heaven's Gate <laughs> documentary yeah. on HBO. What was the Father Yod one we watched? That was the Father Yod one. He he doesn't kill anybody but himself. In the end, he like jumps oh, off yeah. a cliff. Uh, spoiler alert! But uh, that the, oh, a lot man. of these uh, end with group with mass suicides. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a great way to kick this off, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's what it is. So well, look, this is, uh, no, this is no the way, second no suicide way cult to make make onto the podcast. The first episode is about uh, Jim Jones. You're right. You know what I mean? This You're is right. True. This is another cult. This is, this is another a book cult. Just just another cult. Well, I guess this one even gets into the origins of the cult and the occult and what those things kind of mean because we're going all the way back to uh, 1667. This is old. Yeah, this is an old one. Uh, yeah, Johann Kelp. They were ahead of their time. They were the Velvet Underground of, of Doomsday Cult. <laughs> Everybody, 
<laughs> everybody, not everybody was in it, but everybody who heard about it started their own cult. Well, maybe, maybe because they weren't really that great of a band to begin with. Whoa, 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 cult. whoa, whoa! Cult. I meant cult. I meant cult. oh, the cult. I meant cult. <laughs> Uh, uh, Johann Kelp was born in 1667 near the town of Schauburg, Transylvania. Oh, now that's now it all makes sense. He was from Transylvania, that Transylvania. How did he, how did he talk? I get. Uh, Don't do the voice. Schauburg, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, is also where uh, Vlad the Impaler is from. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you think they know each other? They, he, <laughs> Johann was two grades ahead of him in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that kid's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's all goth. <laughs> I don't know. I think Johann Kelp would have been into the goth stuff too. He ended up in a doomsday cult. There's uh, more goth than that. Johann attended the University of Altdorf near Nuremberg, where his name was Latinized to Johannes Kelpius which was the style of the time. <laughs> Latinization. <laughs> like yeah. The, uh, the old onion on the belt. Yep. Yeah, if you wanted to be taken seriously, you'd Latinize your name, especially if you were going to be like a professor in the uh, Western European university circuit. Circuit. <laughs> well, I'm sure they Bri- like... Brian as Beermanis. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sounds like my like uh like when they show uh Roadrunner and and it's like the <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's your uh, species. Kelpius was a German pious, mystic, musician, and writer. He was also interested in the occult, botany, and astronomy. Yo, same. <laughs> <laughs> Plants got my. <laughs> these a lot of these, uh, yeah, a lot of these things continue in Philadelphia today. These traditions continue here today. So mm-hmm. uh, he had a lot horoscopes. Of, people, horoscopes. people love them. Yep. I hear about Virgos every day of of a Virgo season every day. What's so. your sign, Zito? What's your, what's your sign? Uh, it's my birth. If you're listening to this on November first, it's my birthday. I am. Uh, oh. <laughs> Wow. That's right, it's Scorpio season. Virgos, watch out. Here we come. <laughs> Look at that. Those are the only two signs I know. John Scorpio. <laughs> is Aquarius a sign? I like that song. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that is that's that's my second favorite fifth dimension song. <laughs> Uh, Kelpius uh, was an accomplished musician. Some of his hymns uh, are still sung today. Uh, I don't know if uh, I, I'm not much of a. I don't know if these are hits, but they're they're still around in the in the. Hits. Yeah, it's no on eagles' wings, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but so, these songs outlasted him. 
Um, and when they say he was interested in the occult, this is less in a in a Aleister Crowley kind of way and more of a oh. anything that's not in the Bible kind of way. Like going all the way back to 1667, you know, with Renaissance thinking, people were like, well, what about stuff that's not in the Bible? And uh, so a lot of people like who were trying— Like rowboats. What about <laughs> rowboats? What about— <laughs> Like I don't think there's—like people had already started to like uh, identify things like gravity and magnetic fields and stuff, and that's not covered in the Bible, and they were trying to make sense. Lots of people were trying to make sense. Philosophers and, and thinkers were trying to make sense of— how all of that stuff worked together and and what what was if there is a god how does he make these things how does he make a you know a magnetic field how does he make other stars and all of that stuff it's not covered in the bible so uh you know that kind of discussion gets relegated to what is considered the occult which is like just outside of what the church will deem as acceptable so i was looking for like sex magic we get there. He gets. All they right. all get all there. Right. You know all what right. I mean? Like, all right. like it's sex it 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 starts yeah, with just magic. talking about yeah. It starts with just talking about stuff that's not in the Bible, and then obviously there's all kinds of sex magic not in the Bible. So well, you gotta push it. You gotta push it as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right. That's so it's like a it's a it's a much more in tune with nature kind of version of a cult. Um, uh, Kelpius became a follower. And that's of how they lure you in, man. That's how they get you. That's how it's like, you know what? This sounds all right. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to work outdoors all day and enjoy you... nature? And like, yeah, man, I, I, yeah. I would. But you don't like, you don't like, you don't like puppies? Like, yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Love them. The sun. The sun's great, right? You don't love the sun? Beautiful. No, no. I mean, you like fresh fruit. Yep. Now all of a sudden you're dressing the same, eating the same thing every day. There's no yeah. fruit or puppies. <laughs> Kelpius became a follower of Johann Jacob Zimmermann, a mathematician, astronomer, and cleric who predicted the imminent advent of a heavenly kingdom in 1685. Uh, this heavenly kingdom is maybe a euphemism for the end of the world, the return of, of So Jesus. it didn't happen, right? It did not. No, it didn't, it didn't okay. happen. It's 1685. Didn't okay. It did not happen. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, and obviously this hurt uh, Johann Jacob Zimmerman's reputation. He lost his job over it, and uh, but he had a dedicated cult of followers, including Kelpius, who were his students. And he was like, "Look, I must have gotten something wrong, but I promise the apocalypse is definitely coming." That's literally would they that, that this this trick is still used today remember like what when was what was was it 2011 or whatever the world 2012 the world was supposed to end yeah sure and it was like and and the guy was like oh, oh I, the did the math, I, did the, I did the math wrong but it's gonna mm-hmm. happen it's like it's still just like it's amazing that this gimmick is still going today of just like the world's gonna end hey man and it doesn't very scary <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're it's absolutely scary. right. I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and again, I I, I, I kind of half mentioned this at the start. I, I, all of this became known to me because there were doomsday cults involved in the millennium in 99, 2000. And so mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was in the news. And so this became relevant. And I'm sure there was like a city paper article on it or whatever. And, and I, coming across this stuff, it's like, wow, this is a this is a. This is a belief that really gets a hold of people, and you can't dissuade them from it, even after the apocalypse doesn't happen. It's just like once you they convince themselves to believe it, there's just no dissuading them. 
Setting a date is really funny because, like, you know, it's it's coming, and then you're gonna have to deal with the repercussions, whether you know, yeah. the world ends or you're wrong. You know, they wake up that morning <laughs> and they're like, "God damn it, I got to deal with this now." <laughs> yeah, they hold their breath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody off. <sighs> I told I'm gonna look like in it. I got egg on my face. I'm gonna have to go apologize to everyone now. I finally told Zito how I really feel. Yeah, I quit. (laughs) Sunglasses are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take that back. You can't undo that. You can't take that that back. My feelings would be hurt. They would be hurt. Uh, so, so Zimmerman was wrong. This, uh, this hurt his reputation and, uh, Sorry. uh, he was fired from his job and, uh, he, he slipped into a depression and he died soon after. Oh. And, uh, after Zimmerman's sudden death, Kelpius became the group's leader. Based on an elaborate interpretation of the book of Revelations, Kelpius came to believe that the end of the world would actually occur in 1694. So that's, that's what Charles Manson was pick two you know he was they're always revelations you can you can well i guess it's about the end of the world i guess right yeah it's in there it's it's baked <laughs> in you go to the book yeah. about the end of the world to to find out what the date of the a end lot of people world have a lot of opinions yeah sure sure uh and these guys are into math and numerology and they're trying to find different ways of understanding the world so they're concocting all reasons and excuses why things changed or why they were wrong and their math was wrong and it's like well you know, even Galileo is wrong once in a while, right? So uh, they they stick to their beliefs, and uh, they just uh, moved the date on the calendar to 1694. Twenty six year old real party starts like that, like that Prince song. We're gonna party like it's 1694. <laughs> That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, 26-year-old Kelpius, he was 26 years old at this time. He took over a doomsday cult. He's 26 years old. He felt that the uh, 17th century province of Pennsylvania, given its reputation for religious tolerance at the uh, edge of the known world and barely settled wilderness, was the best place to be. Uh, Well, you're from Transylvania. It's another vania. Yeah, it must have felt like, this feels right. This is comfortable. Feels right. (laughs) It's a sign. It, they did just name it. Like he, he is just like, they're like, they're like, wait, it's called what? It's this new thing, this hot new place. It's like, man, I come from Transylvania, and uh, Pennsylvania sounds really welcoming. So uh, Philadelphia had been founded in 1682, but the city and the province of Pennsylvania had quickly become a tolerant haven and refuge for many free-thinking groups. So uh, you know, if you have a doomsday cult. Come on by, we're hosting. That was Pennsylvania's motto back then. Wackadoo's welcome. That used <laughs> to be on the license plates, actually, back then. The original state motto. <laughs> You've got a friend in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Wackadoo's welcome. <laughs> right, it was just part of a longer... <laughs> it was a long sentence. Long sentence. Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. I remember voting to have it uh, shortened on the town charter a few years ago. Yeah. They just got rid of it. So in 1694, Kelpius and his followers crossed the Atlantic and landed in Maryland and proceeded to uh, to journey to Philadelphia. Not an easy journey. 
Uh, on arrival in Philadelphia, which barely had 500 houses at the time, uh, they moved to Germantown, uh, which wasn't far enough away from those 500 houses, so then they moved to the Wissahickon. There, they established a regular program of private study and meditation. The 40 monks belonged to the pious movement uh, in Lutheranism, though they claimed to be above sectarian divisions. They were known as the Hermits of the Wissahickon, but they called themselves the Society of the Woman of the Wilderness. Uh, it was That's a re- spooky. Yeah, it's a reference. It's another reference to a passage in Revelations in which a woman flees to the wilderness to seek refuge from the end of the world. Oh man! So they were just they were hiding in Fairmount Park, waiting for the world to end. Yeah, man, makes sense to me. There's probably peeps, people doing that to this day. To yep. this day. Uh, following this example, the monks, all of whom were men, established themselves on a hill at the edge of the Wissahickon Woods. The area known as Hermit's Glen today uh, has a nearby road called Hermit Lane, which gives a nod to the area's occult history. That's where I want to live. Neat. So people, I guess, just called <laughs> it where the hermits live for the longest time, and that name just stuck. So if you want to be a hermit in, in the Philadelphia area, or the greater Philadelphia area, that's where you go. Yeah, there's lots of places to get lost in Fairmount Park. Uh, it, it's real easy. Uh, I guess I'm encouraging people to start a doomsday cult in Fairmount Park. Maybe don't We're do it. <laughs> eh, you know what? Just just go for it. I go, mean, it feels like dreams. you'd be closer to being right than ever before. But don't go at Reach night. for the stars. <laughs> don't go at night. Too many raccoons. It's very damp out there. There's, there's huskies. There wild are huskies. wild dogs. Wild huskies. Wild huskies. They'll ruin your life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So sweet. Just give them whatever they want. They tell you it'll calm down. The dog will calm down, but it doesn't. It never they settles never down. Do. <laughs> Uh, the hermits built a 40-square-foot tabernacle. 40 was believed to have been a, of mystical significance, so that's why there's 40 monks, 40-square-foot 40 tabernacles. You know. uh, a rudimentary they're in numerology. Yeah. They're in the numerology. They're looking for signs everywhere. Yeah. In this 40-foot tabernacle, a rudimentary observatory where the monks practiced astronomy uh, was built. It is thought to be the first observatory in the world, and uh, one of the sources I read said that they actually they brought a telescope with them, so they were studying uh, the stars. Well, observatory in the new world, in, in the uh, in the West, not, not that old world. Not that old. Not that. Old. No man. Old world stinks. We're over here looking at things that aren't in the Bible. It's a it's a, a new new Renaissance in the new world. So they, they built their 40-foot tabernacle. They kind of lived in there for a minute. They, they looked at the stars. They made observations about how things look different from this side of the world, how they were free here to do what they wanted. And I'm sure they did a lot of, like, you know, uh, walking around in the woods naked and, and communing with nature and praying and things like that. I'm joining. Sounds like a peaceful life if you were being, like, um, This would be cold persecuted. in the winter. There's too many, too many bugs. But the- I know. Yeah, yeah, because you, you get Lyme disease walking around naked. You get bit by a tick. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. You get, you get the old bit by a tick. I was unable to find what kind of supplies they came over to the to the, to the the New World with. If they came prepared with, like, tents and stuff, or if they planned to buy that stuff or build that stuff. Because it looks like they lived in caves for a while, and uh, they built this... Uh, they built this tabernacle, and then they all lived there. And then they went and uh, uh, built individual huts for themselves, uh, uh, individual cabins, so they could live on their own and pursue their own interests. They didn't have to like do it in a communal way. They probably came over with nothing. I mean, they're monks. It's true. 
Yeah, they don't have Game Boys. <laughs> <laughs> one of them had the Sega one, though. A oh, Game, Game Gear. Gear. Yeah, Game yeah. Gear, yeah. An off- yeah. Don't yeah. But, play it, it, but it had so many batteries, no one can play it. Yeah, it only lasts <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> They're really roughing it. Uh, Kelpius, uh, did, did, he didn't live in the tabernacle with everybody else. He meditated further downhill in a natural cave, which he expanded with a sod roof, a fireplace, and a chimney on the hillside. Uh, this cave of Kelpius, yeah, he was living it up. This cave of Kelpius was originally crowded with books and scientific instruments. The monks didn't live here. They had small cabins. They eventually built themselves small cabins scattered through the woods where they slept on planks of wood. Uh, but Kelpius spent all of his time in this uh, this cave, this uh, this cabin uh, that he had built for himself. That was uh, where he accumulated knowledge and and pursued, you know, his theories. I mean, I guess if you don't get along with the other monks, <laughs> oh, my own cave. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like yeah, it's I, for me. I, I kind of like you're gonna start a cult and you're like we're all equal we're all equal we're all equal but you guys but are i'm more equal 39 of you are gonna live in this shack and i'm gonna go have my own private uh cave with a chimney p.s you guys are gonna build me a chimney he's got like his bachelor pad of a, of a yeah it's hermit a, hermit his hermit bachelor pad he's got a solarium <laughs> yeah um, so, you know, immediately I call, I think, I think this is suspicious. I think, I think Kelpius is, uh. The slippery slope. Something about this doomsday cult isn't adding up. Doesn't now. work to me. I don't know. Now I have my suspicions about this doomsday cult that was already proven wrong. Whenever I read yeah, stories you've like changed, this. you've changed, Kelpius. <laughs> used to be about the doomsday. <laughs> no, it's all about the knowledge. What do you need no. knowledge if the world's going to end? Once he had those rare spices, it was never the same. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I whenever I hear these kinds of stories about religious cults, I'm always you know curious whether or not they believed it themselves, or whether or not this is something they sold people so that they this the cult leader could live in the lap of luxury. And uh, you know, sometimes you find someone who truly buys their own hype, and then it's a you know sad in a way, even you know that. That they spent their their or funny whole, in a way or funny in a way that they spent their whole lives in this the same delusional stupor that they they convinced other people to fall into, uh, but uh, I don't know. The more I read about this Kelpius guy, the more I think that he uh, he was he was a he was a clever con man using the doomsday uh, using the 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 idea of the apocalypse uh, as a way to keep these people uh, under his control. He's got his own con though. I mean, He's respect. A, it's his own. Yeah, high on the hog. Yeah. Uh, it is reported that the cult lived communally, though they also spent time in solitary meditation in caves and in small cells scattered throughout their common living quarters. Uh, though no sign of revelation accompanied the year 1694, the faithful, known as the hermits or the mystics of the Wizahickon, continued to live in celibacy, searching the stars and hoping for the end. Again, I think a lot of Philadelphians... Uh, <laughs> identify with that over 2020 and maybe most of 2021 as well. Maybe if they went somewhere else, they wouldn't have done this. I don't know. This like, is like maybe what they like... were looking for. They were looking to go out to the woods and, and, and find God in a rock, you know, in a waterfall or whatever. And, and then, and then greet the end of the world. I, there, 
there's something, I mean, they still believe in heaven. So like to them, the end of the world is a good thing. They're like all this suffering and disease and all this Lyme disease and persecution will be over. (laughs) These ticks will be gone. uh, Heaven hasn't, there's no ticks in heaven. So like to them, this is a, (laughs) this is a good thing. Uh, And so when it doesn't happen, they're like truly disappointed. Hmm. Yeah. Now what do I do? Now who am I? (laughs) Well, without an impending apocalypse, being a hermit was harder to do. Kelpius and his monks started to preach uh, Lutheranism in the city, and uh, in 1700, uh, they were there for the consecration of Old Swedes Church at Front in Washington. Uh-huh. So they kind of started to re—as more people moved to Philadelphia, as more people moved to Pennsylvania, they started to kind of reintegrate after the—in the, the, the post-apocalypse of 1694— uh, they even began hosting locals who visited their retreat along the river in hopes of spiritual revitalization. So then they all, they kind of became a spa. They became like a retreat. <laughs> I mean, at some point, like, I mean, these, there was originally 40 of them. It's, I mean, it's, I'm sure some of them even died, right? Like, there had to be, like, losing people and never gaining anyone to join their cult. Like, there's probably the original dude, right? Yes. Um, in fact, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they had to go out and get out there a little bit. Go to Old Swedes, see Dylan, see, <laughs> see Jim. The caretakers. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, speaking of, yeah, people were dying. People in the cult were dying, and uh, Kelpius was among them. Uh, little is known of Kelpius's death except uh, for an account from years later which states that Kelpius had believed that he would not suffer a physical death, but that he would be translated to another existence. Uh, hmm. uh, uh, but Kelpius died of tuberculosis or possibly pneumonia in 1708. Uh, uh, he become a become a tick or something. No, he would like he would become like a spirit body, like ascended metamorph. In, yeah, like I guess like. Uh, uh, not so much that uh, I guess Kelpius believed that he would not so much ascend into heaven, but that he would like disappear his physical form and like like Yoda, he would just like disappear in his bed. Oh, like Yoda! You should have just said that. I should have. You're right. Should have just said that. the most famous hermit of all. That's true. Maybe they. Uh, maybe he was part of maybe this. They knew each He's other old enough. <laughs> no, they're hermits. They don't know. Oh, they... right, right, right. Oh, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, the same account of Kelpius's death that I, I just uh, uh, referenced suggests that Kelpius possessed the legendary Philosopher's Stone, which, uh, at his direction, was cast into the Schuylkill River shortly before he died in Germantown in 1708. So if you're looking so for the Philosopher's is, Stone... What's, well, what is that? The Philosopher's Stone is like a more of a metaphor in real life, but people... Uh, you know, in different mystic or occult settings, will prescribe it as a physical thing that has uh, magical abilities uh, like alchemy, or can give you mind reading powers, or can transfer your body from one uh, one mind to another. I I think it's a it's a uh, MacGuffin in a Harry Potter movie, isn't it? I was gonna say, isn't this Harry Potter thing? This is some Harry I Potter. Any, I don't think there's any characters named MacGuffin in, in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, it's a spell. It's a spell. Oh, it's a spell. I never saw it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he, you're you're saying that it's like a trope in a in a religion like this. But at the same time, he there is a physical version of this that's somewhere in the 
in the Wissahickon. I mean, quite possibly there it, there is another account of this account comes from one of his most devout followers who went on to have a career as a mystic. After this, you know, the group disbanded, and this follower who is giving the uh, I think they all name, went solo. A lot of them did. Conrad went solo. Uh, that's uh, the guy who who was there for Kelpius's death, and he uh, he that's said the guy that streets department, right? <laughs> yes, he was there for Kelpius's death. Whoa! <laughs> it was his great, 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 great grandfather. Wow. Uh, so uh, this uh, this guy was a he was he apparently had psychic powers and healing powers, which is why he stayed with Kelpius to the end. And uh, he was like helping ease him ease his transition into the next life. And Kelpius said, "Take my philosopher's stone, this trinket, I guess that he had used to, uh, you know." Um, uh, solidify or signify his power to his followers, and he said, "Throw it in the Schuylkill River." And uh, so Conrad went and he pretended to do it, but he he like actually buried it by the banks because he was like, "When Kelpius is dead, yeah, I'm coming back for this thing," you know. And then he went back, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Kelpius the hell with was this asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna s- <laughs> start my own cult. Turn turn some gold out of these. Uh... <laughs> yeah, make some gold turn out of these stones and the gold. Yeah, silks. Yes, and the gold. So uh, he goes back, Conrad goes back to see Kelpius, and he's like, I did it. And Kelpius was like, you liar. You fucking liar. And, he knew uh, it. He oh, knew right. it. He knew it. So Conrad went back, and he threw it into the river, and apparently when it hit ah. the river, a great uh, he dug it up, and he threw it into the river, and when he threw it into the river, a great bolt of lightning uh, struck the water at that point, um, possibly Gosh. destroying it, possibly uh, uh, marking it to uh, to some kind of mystical uh Is that what the... the- the, the devil, the devil's, was it like the devil's pit or something? The devil's hole in. <laughs> what are you talking about? In Fairmount Park, that hole, like that, 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 like little like body of water that's really deep. It's like a thousand feet deep, but it's like really shallow. You know oh yeah, about? yes, I do know what you're talking about. I forgot that's what it was called. Yes, you're right. Maybe it was there. Maybe it was there. Maybe we'll it was never there. know. Yeah, no, we'll never know. Never. I think we should connect. I like connecting. We got to get to the bottom now. of it. We're going to get a submarine like in. Uh, <laughs> in James Cameron's uh, James Cameron Titanic style, documentary. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to we're going to get to the bottom of the devil's hole. Contribute to our Kickstarter, please. <laughs> we're going to the bottom of the devil's hole. <laughs> you know, a hundred bucks to find philosopher to find the philosopher's stone. <laughs> South Fellini and the philosopher's stone. That's our that's our novel. It's our kids' novel. Savellini and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> it could at least be a web comic. It could be a. <laughs> might not be a novel, but it could be a web comic. <laughs> so the group mostly disbanded after Kelpius's death in 1708. Though many stayed in the community, acting as doctors and lawyers. They, they found professions as the community grew around them, and uh, their hermit lifestyle wasn't so far out that the communities didn't grow up around them. So uh, one of the later members of the society, Christopher Witt, uh, to commemorate the, the, the cult, he painted the first oil painting in America, and Kelpius was his subject. Uh, the painting is oh, currently wow. housed at the Historical Society of Pennsylvania. So he's a former cult member. Wow. And uh, and he went on to become a painter, and the first portrait he did here in the United States, or what would be the United States, is that of Kelpius. That's it's very sweet. It also has a <laughs> mystical quality to it as well. He is like, you know, oh, this was an important person. He has a portrait Oil paint has the devil's paint. <laughs> yeah, oil. oil. 
that comes from. Yeah. The devil. The devil's hole. Good Christians Gross. only do dry brush. <laughs> dry brush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the 1940s, the cave of Kelpius had its fireplace and chimney removed due to vandalism. It's marked today by a granite monolith placed outside the entrance in 1961 by the Rosicrucians, uh, meaning rose and cross, a worldwide mystical brotherhood that claims to have secret wisdom dating back to ancient Egypt and considers Kelpius the original American Rosicrucian. Whoa. So they just claimed him. Another cult just covered like, like he's that. Ours. He's with us. Yeah. I mean, cults do it all the time. I mean, Christianity did it with all the, uh, the Jewish figures. They're like, Moses, that's ours. Adam, us too. That's two. true. That's a... Taking that. Taking that. Taking that. Abraham. Oh, yeah. You know we're going to have some Abraham in here. <laughs> Got to have both Isaac and uh, Ishmael as well. What, what about Job? <laughs> what about Job? What about Job? <laughs> <laughs> what about him? So if you uh, want to visit the cave of Kelpius, park along Hermit Lane and walk uh, the yellow trail past the trail gate near the Let's Hermitage, uh, take the first right offshoot, and it will be just a few hundred feet straight ahead of your right. You take can't us, miss it. Yeah. <clears throat> if you are still struggling to find it, the exact location is marked marked on Google as the Hermit Cave. It's yep. uh, definitely a fun outdoor activity that we should have a drum do. circle there. I'm sure people do. Yeah. We would just join someone else's. I'm sure people do. Just join someone else's. Yeah, you're right. We don't have to bring our own drum. We just show up ready to dance. Just come up with rhythm. I got all this rhythm. No, do it like this. Do it. I got, no, yeah, go bop, I got the beat. I got the beat right here. You're not doing it right. You're not more like me, less like you. More reggaeton. More Hungarian. Dude, act like you've been to Transylvania. <laughs> let's go to it let's go to it <laughs> yeah if uh, if you guys go uh if our listeners go please check it out uh send us some photos please leave a legends of philadelphia sticker actually don't do don't that. do that don't then graffiti everybody will know everybody will know it's us we told you to do that so we didn't tell you to do that Zito's tag. if you do it if you do do it take a picture of it but you if you do do it <laughs> They spend so much money cleaning up Fairmount Park all the time. They'll make it harder on the people who already work there. Yeah, take nothing, leave nothing. <laughs> but if you do take a picture. Yeah, you can take pictures. But don't do it. You, you, you arrange, arrange the, the natural stones to be <laughs> a message from... from if uh, you find the, find the Philosopher's Stone, that's ours. That's yeah, ours. we called that. We called that. Take my Philosopher's Stone, please. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that today. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything you guys want to add about doomsday cults, about Kelpius, about hermits, or hanging out in the Fairmount Park by yourself? They they were ahead of their time. They were uh, the uh, people are still ripping them off. Yep, (laughs) people are. They're still living in caves and talking about the the end of the world. And it never comes. You can't come soon enough. Am I right? Oh, oh. you're telling me. Speed it up. <laughs> All right. Okay. 
That's all there is to know about America's first doomsday cult. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com, for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Uh, let us know if there's another Philadelphia or Pennsylvania doomsday cult uh, that we don't know about. This one was just the first. Maybe there's many more. Uh, follow along. Join in the conversation. Uh, we want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe, wash your hands, get a vaccine, wear a mask, and go vote. I know that's a lot, but I know you can do it. I think get another vaccine. Get a booster shot. Get a booster shot. And wash your hands again. Tell Z to have your back on. Goodbye. And a flu shot. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Thank you.